there. Welcome to another edition of the Go Basketball Report podcast. Another uh, edition. Yeah, another. Well, we've done this before. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, it was um over a year ago, I believe. That maybe, doesn't count. Maybe August, August '08. That doesn't sound right either. Um, December '07, two thousand five. I think was the last one we did. Nineteen forty-six. <laughs> That was a fantastic year. It was. The war was over. The war was over. Uh-huh. You get a haircut for two bits. <laughs> um, so, what's what's happened in the last year? I mean, not, and not just in our lives, but in general. What would we want the people back from when we did our last podcast to know about? Um, well, Truman's still president <laughs> here in 1947. That's true. We can't get rid of him. I guess there's an up, a promising young upstart named Dewey, Thomas Dewey, who may give him a run for his money. You're no good at this, are you? No, I'm not really. <laughs> well, half of it has to do with not remembering what happened in 1947. I mean, I guess we could make stuff up. Not remembering? You were there. <laughs> that was this past year. Zeppelins were... Zeppelins? Zinc. Yeah, see, I'm not good at this. <laughs> Do you, did you pass Ellsworth's history class? Barely. That's what I thought. Probably got like a two. Well, Zeppelin's. I think Zeppelin's made a comeback for like maybe a month. Shut in up. Nineteen forty-seven. Shut That's up. true. Christmas is the day after Christmas. Boxing Day. What is that? So, what, give me the give me the history on Boxing Day. I'm not really. I mean, I've I think I've heard of it before. I'm aware of it it's exists, where the strong but... subjugate the weak through the sport of boxing. Why don't we do that anymore? Why aren't there more boxing boxing events on this particular day? Um, because America's less class based, so it'd just be people punching each other. But you know, traditionally, it's upper-class nobles punching servants. <laughs> <laughs> Until they beg for mercy. So I think we should bring this back. Where's Where's Jason today? Who the hell knows? I don't know. I think we should bring back the Boxing Day tradition. Oh! Because gotcha. Christmas, you know, Christmas is great, but then there's such a letdown the next day. You've got an entire week before New Year's Day. Hold on. Let's see if I can get him on speakerphone. Jason, where are you? Charlie wants to give you your traditional Boxing Day gift. The blue whale is the marine mammal belonging to the suborder of baleen whales. At up to 32.9 meters in length and 172 metric tons or more in weight, it is the largest animal ever known to have existed. So traditionally then, how does one... Do you tell the person beforehand that you're going to box them, or do you just hit them? No, you just hit them. Hit them unawares? Yeah. If they knew beforehand, they might run away. Well, I mean, they know what day it is. I mean, that them. should be enough. Well, yeah. I mean, they live in fear, but okay, they should. But the servants aren't allowed to hit the the upper class folk back. That's a that's a sacking offense. 
So this is the day, then, where we get to hit Jason and he doesn't get to hit us back. Well, if we were British. I think because we're American and all men are created equal, we can just punch each other as much as we want. All right. Just no hitting girls. I can see that. Girls can hit each other, because... It's true. Can girls girls punch us? Yes. Isn't that a double standard? Yes, but they're girls. I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted one day of a year. One day of the year where I could punch women, but it's not going to be today. Is that what you're saying? That's sweetest day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't invent sweetest day. Yeah, like so the it's not card my fault. company did. Don't don't complain to me about that's this why you people. give them a card, tell them how much they're sweet, and you punch them, and then you give them another card, telling them how you hope they get well soon. <laughs> did I ever tell you about that? No, I don't think so. Um, so Amber had a baby shower, right? Amber Luddick. She had a baby. Annie, Amber Bonondono. Yeah, I've got a picture downstairs if you want to see it. Sorry, apparently Oops, I you, actually am aware. I was... Apparently, you didn't get a card. Oh, I got a card this year. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, when she was having a baby shower in, like, this cold, closed-down brewery, it was really weird. Really? It was really weird. What? A baby shower at a brewery? I guess somebody on t- somebody's side knew the owner or was the oh, owner. Oh, it's mostly for the space rather than the, yes, but, the alcohol. But no one had bothered to turn the heat on. Oh, great. On this winter day. Great, great. Yeah. But anyway, for the baby shower, I wanted to, because Amber was obviously pregnant at that point, and I took Brienne with me, and I wanted to get a card that said, get well soon. <laughs> but she, Brienne wouldn't let me do it. Uh, so I wrote in the card we got her that I wanted to get her a get well soon card. <laughs> that's the second best thing you can do. And I think Brienne drew an arrow to that and wrote, this is why I can't take him anywhere. <laughs> and then we bickered back and forth. It was fun. All you need is two pieces of bread and some bologna or some salami Or some ham with mustard and a pickle on the side served with the cola Is there a theme you had for this? Or we just no, gonna... that's why we were going to write down stuff beforehand so we'd have it. Well, there. we discussed the theme. I didn't think we had to write it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were going to discuss um, Ab and I had a movie. Night. That we have been waiting... What's that? A movie night, yes. But we had a movie that we had been waiting to see for, oh, months. Months and months. Since Circuit City went out of business, right. basically. Well, yeah. I bought it on clearance. And we couldn't until we got me and him and his brother Doug in the same room. The movie was called Knock Off. <laughs> and it starred uh, everyone's favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme. See, you just did what... I was accidentally doing. Which is? And calling him Jean-Claude Van Damme. As opposed to? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. John. (laughs) (laughs) We have to Americanize it to make it more accessible. Nobody wants to watch a French guy. So a French guy and an American guy and an American woman, I think, in Hong Kong. Yeah. So there were a lot of Asians there, too. Oh, it's also starred Rob Schneider. The American guy. The American guy. You may remember some from such films as um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yes, I think we're just going to leave it at Judge Dredd. I think. I and think that's the one you should see of the movies he's been in. What about the animal? I cried. <laughs> it was a movie. You picture. weren't supposed to cry, though. <laughs> you can't prove that. <laughs> and strangely, I think he was less funny in this movie than 
in any movie. See, I don't think he was supposed to be funny in this movie, though. He was just supposed to be like, abrasive, uh, like, like incredibly abrasive, and his jokes falling flat to make him look like a jerk. Well, I think that's just because he's Rob Schneider, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean... Oh, but, so they brought him in to be Rob Schneider, and in yes, that sense, he was yes. extremely successful. Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on. Telephone. Hello? Hello. Hi. How's it going? Who is this? I don't know. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Who is this? Oh, this is Jason. So, Hi, Jason, Jason. What, what what day is it today? What's that? What, what day is it today? Boxing Day. It is. So, um, do you, are you aware of the traditional Boxing Day um, traditions? So you are familiar. Yeah. Have we done this in the past? Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're not here right now? So that's, that's the sort of thing you forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, actually pacing around outside the apartment right now. <laughs> Is this true? Can we see from this window? Or is this pointed the wrong direction? No, that'd be the right direction. Is he down there? Oh, I don't see him. Are you he lying? Not, he may not be telling the truth. Jason, are you a liar? In this instant? Yeah, okay. And this is one of those times. How dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare you lie on Boxing Day? Of all days! That's right. We could have taken it easy on you. Are we allowed to punch people if they were absent on Boxing Day? Or is it, like, if the servants uh, hid on Boxing Day? completely absent, I mean. Okay, but well, let's... be the entire 24-hour period, I But think. this is, yeah, this is, a, this is hypothetical, though, like... Yeah, this, this, the servants, this, this doesn't apply directly to you. This if, is the general Boxing Day tradition. If the, if the servants hid, like, in the barn or something, and the masters couldn't find them, then would they get punches the next day? Like, doubly so? Or is that part of the Boxing Day tradition, is to hide, so that you don't get punched? Uh, Do you think hiding is... Yes. He thinks it is acceptable. My answer is yes. So Boxing Day turns into hide-and-seek. Yeah, but, I mean, as a servant, I don't think you're allowed to hide. That's otherwise, true. You you're, you otherwise that's dereliction of duty, and it's a sacking offense. That's true, so you just gotta take... You just gotta take the blow. You gotta take it. But then what happens if you punch him so hard that he can't work the next day? That's really not to your in your favor to do that. So you've gotta kind of pull your punches a little bit. Eh. Or does he just just have to work through it? Yeah, I, I mean, you just, okay. that's part of the advantage of being on top. Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you. Alright, well, we'll talk to you later. Okay. See ya. Yep, see ya. I like that we're starting our own traditions, too. Our own tradition? Yeah. Of what? Beating Jason. Oh, I, I don't know if that's a tradition. Well, it will be. That's that's why we're starting it. Yeah, but it's a tradition when you do it every day. No, it's more of a habit. Yeah, I think. <laughs> more of an addiction. For a cool Knockoff! Yes, knockoff. Starring uh, Rob Schneider, uh, John, John Claude Van Dem, and um, Jonathan Van Dem? Yes. John Paul's... Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Paul Sorvino was in it too. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't actually know anything else he was in. I just found out he was Mira Sorvino's dad. 
it starts out Rob Schneider's insulting some women, right? He's insulting supermodels. Yeah, apparently. And the hilarious. What I learned from this movie, what I took away from this movie more than anything else, is that uh, spandex nylon reacts with denim. So if you're wearing denim as a woman, you can't wear spandex nylon undergarments. I think they made that up. That, that no, no, no. They, they wouldn't possibly make that up. This is clearly a factual-based movie. Clearly, that's that's something you can take home. Uh, my favorite thing that I had in there was a rickshaw race. The thing about the rickshaw race, watching that, I don't know if you ever played the game Stuntman. Yeah. Where, where you like have to just do various stunts, but there's one, <laughs> there's like one level where you're driving like little tiny tuk tuk carts through like the streets of Vietnam. And basically, I just watched that whole rickshaw race. Just in my mind, the director from Stuntman's just yelling things at you like, 180 e-brake! Jump over the car! Quick turn! Brake! Hit the other rickshaw! To the left! To the right! Yeah, and apparently you don't have to... There's no course for this. You can just veer off the course and get to the finish line any single way you want. Yeah, that was weird. You can go downstairs, backwards. So you can do parkour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you want. With a rickshaw, as long as you take the rickshaw with you. <laughs> and I guess the person riding doesn't have to do anything? They just sit there? I guess they so got So you pick somebody light? I don't know, maybe, maybe they're like bobsledders and they sort of shift their weight. Now, I think if you start shifting your weight, though, the rickshaw is just going to fall over. Well, right, so the idea is you shift your weight to count Oh, to it. keep it from falling yeah, over. Yeah, like a bobsled. Uh, it's such a subtle sport. I'm, rickshaw racing? I'd like to see it. Take hold here in the United States. But. Maybe an Olympic event. Well, uh, the thing is you really need sort of an enclosed sort of city area for it, too. Yeah, In order to well, make it interesting, you can't have, like, these wide open spaces. Aren't most Olympics take place in cities? Yeah, you could do it. It would have to be in the city proper, though. You wouldn't make yeah, your own just, sort of arena for yeah, it. Yeah, right. You be. just block off some stuff. Throw some sun-kissed brand orange boxes in there. <laughs> that was the other thing with this. Is like all the product placement was... Yeah, except the product placement turned out to be free. Because, like, Sunkissed Oranges and, like, Coca-Cola and all these companies that didn't actually have their names in the credits under the producer's wish to thank or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently, well, meanwhile, they're thanking the guy, the owners or the, the manufacturers of the VCR that was in the shop for, like, ten seconds. <laughs> and the uh, Puma. Puma was in there, too. Puma. Puma. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, anybody got any money for this. Like, why would you, I would just go and ask them and say... And so I'm going to put some, some right. pumas in, in my film. Why don't you let's, give me let's re, let's refresh a couple hundred dollars? What, 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 give a basic synopsis of this movie. Okay. For those who are unfamiliar with the joy that is knockoff. So Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's a knockoff artist in that he makes all of these, um, he makes all of these illegal products that are very similar to real products, except uh, they're a lot cheaper. And uh, say if you had a pair of jeans that he made. I think the word you're you looking for is it. counterfeit. Counterfeit. So uh, he makes all these counterfeits. So does Rob Schneider, and then... Um... No, no, no. Look, see, Johnny Van Damme is a counterfeiter trying to go straight. Oh, but it, that's... But, but how it do you, turns out... How, how do you and go so st- he and his partner, Rob Schneider, have joined forces with this random jeans company from America. Well, it turns out that the jeans company is being... Uh, Rickrolled? What's what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I think we'll go with Rickrolled by uh, with the FBI or some people for no 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 no, no 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 no. There's basically some guy that's John Claude Van Damme's brother, but 
adopted brother, maybe. It was unclear. Oh, yeah. But he's apparently sold out his brother and is selling counterfeit jeans as the real thing to America. So then the woman comes from the jeans company to investigate them, in which case it turns out that Rob Schneider is actually a crack CIA agent. <laughs> I don't... I and that the woman from the jeans company is also a crack CIA agent, and the leader of the CIA agents isn't a CIA agent, and... There are lots of explosions. But the two CIA fights. agents didn't know that the other one was a CIA agent. Right? Because Rob Snyder didn't know that the woman was a CIA agent when they have this whole yeah, but that handcuffing might, scene. Yeah, but that might be because it's Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> he, may have, he may have gotten that memo and just not read it. <laughs> so yeah. are you caught all of this? Like, That's the thing. is, It was not clear to me at any given time what was going on in this film. There were explosions, and as sexual as you could get in... Well, I mean, it was rated R, but there wasn't sure. any sex. There was no boobs. No boobs. Oh, that was a little unfortunate. Although there was Van Damme in his underwear. There's some beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We need to take that. Uh, if we could somehow embed like a video into this podcast, it would be that, where he just, for no, apparently no reason, takes off all his clothes and jumps right. over to the computer. <laughs> to the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I remember, okay, so he took off his pants because there were, because the counterfeit jeans have bombs in them. Yes, okay, I guess the the big evil plot was that they can miniaturize... The Russian mafia. The Russian mafia can miniaturize bombs to the size of, say... Watch batteries. Watch batteries, yeah. That I were mean, conveniently used as the bomb props. That's right, yeah. Was watch batteries. Um, and that these devices could be set off from a separate location. You didn't actually have to be in the same place as the bomb. They call this remote... Detonation. Remote, remote detonation. You could actually detonate for those it of you that yeah. haven't paid attention to explosives or movies since the 1940s. Yeah, but this was some amazing, amazing new technology they found out, and the explosions were bright green. Well, that's that was, was part of the neat. plot because it was called the Green Flame Bomb. Was it? Yeah, did you not catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they were called Green Flame Bombs. <laughs> uh, it's not clear why. Maybe when you would put explosives, you could pack explosives that much. Maybe yeah. you have to use a copper base. Yeah, it's probably something like that, like back in those old Or um, maybe, and I'm just going to throw this out there, they thought green flames were cool, the filmmakers. Well, that's true, but do you think they actually do you think they actually made green flames, or they had like regular flames and then I'm did sure editing they, to make them look green? I'm sure they had regular flames that they tinted green. <laughs> or put a green filter the green over the camera. Green cellophane over, yeah. the, <laughs> over, the, over the end. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of like, backstabbing, although we knew that that was going to okay. happen. That was really clear. All right, but so oh. so that's why he took his pants off. Right. Why do you take his shirt off? You know how silly someone looks when they're walking around without pants, but they're still wearing a shirt? Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. I don't think it was a film... I don't even think it was a film choice. Okay. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme was like, why would my character take off his pants and not his shirt? It doesn't make sense. And the director's like, whatever, dude. We've only got we've only got ten minutes, and then we gotta we gotta, we gotta clear move the on. set. Yeah. Peanut butter goes with jelly or bananas or cream cheese if you're looking for a change. Kobe Jack cheese is sure to spice up your otherwise boring sandwich. Okay, so there was a line that you heard in the movie that you wanted to discuss. There was a scene so, so, where there's a guy called. Skinny? Slim? Skinny. Skinny. Who is, um... Skinny is, skinny is, is connected to the... Yeah, it's a joke, because he's a fat Asian guy named Skinny. 
<laughs> He's convinced John Claude Van Damme's brother was it Willie? Yeah, sure. It is now. All right, Willie. <laughs> um, that to do this counterfeiting gene thing and destroy Van Damme's reputation or something. I'm not sure why. But so he gets captured by the CIA, and then Van Damme starts yelling at him. I'll let Charlie take Yeah, over. so I guess Van Damme thinks that this guy killed his brother, or was responsible for his brother's death in some way. Something like that. And so Skinny says, well, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't hurt your brother. Uh, I wouldn't hurt him. He was like, he was like, like a, a brother, brother to me. And Jean-Claude Van Damme says, yeah, a Menendez brother. Who are the Menendez brothers again? So, a quick review. Menendez Brothers, back in 19... Hold on. We're actually going to look this up on the internet, and I'm going to read it. <laughs> Joseph Joseph Lyle Menendez, born January 10th, 1968. Are you really going to read the whole This thing? whole paragraph? Yes. This they whole paragraph. Why do you they were born? <sighs> Joseph Lyle Menendez and brother Eric Galen Menendez why do we were need convicted their in a highly... Joseph and Eric Menendez... We're convicted in a highly publicized trial whoa, for the shotgun whoa, whoa, murders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If it's Joseph and Eric Menendez, then why is the entry called Lyle and Eric Menendez? Oh, because he goes by his middle name, which is Lyle. Oh. Okay. Lyle Menendez and Eric Menendez. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How come you're using one guy's middle name and one guy's first name? you got to be consistent. The Menendez brothers were convicted in a highly publicized well, trial Menendez for the Menendez brothers. Shot- There's plenty of Menendez brothers. You need to be more specific. I'm being specific by explaining who they are, which comes after I say their names. No, you have to start with specificity. Specificity. Shut up. In 1989, there were two people convicted in a highly publicized trial for the shotgun murder of their parents. And their names were Joseph Lyle Menendez and Eric Galen Menendez. That was the name of the parents? That was the name of the kids, and the parents were named Jose and Kitty. Aww. And this happened in Beverly Hills, California. That now doesn't that we tell know, me anything about them. Well, it I gives need you, more it gives information. Con- it gives you enough context. No, it doesn't. The shotgun murders. Why did they kill them? They were both shot in the kneecap to make the crime appear mob-related. Yeah, but why were they killed? Oh, to get the money. That's why. Apparently their parents oh, were Oh, see, that, that ties in then. No, it doesn't. It, it would tie in if that made sense. Yeah, but you can't just say he was like a Menendez brother, and then because they didn't kill each other. Right. I, as I pointed out during the movie, they actually coordinated and they they were very cooperative with each other. So if he was like a Menendez brother, then that would, uh, I guess, that would be a good thing as far as brothers go. Okay. But I I don't think I don't think that dulled the effect of the insult though. I think if somebody had me pinned down and yelled that in my face, I would I would get the point. Maybe later, I would say, well, that really didn't make sense. So in retrospect, you'd be like, huh? Yeah, like uh, like a month down the line or something. A month down? Who wouldn't be Because I'd be, I'd be pretty threatened, and then like later, you know, when I'm in my right mind, I'd be like, oh, well, that wasn't a very good insult. What did happen to him? Did he die? Who? Skinny. Probably. Yeah, he exploded in that, when the Buddha exploded. Oh, right, Buddha exploded. That also happened in this movie. So the secret CIA headquarters is inside... Giant Buddha at the top of a mountain. Yeah. Do you think that's a real... I mean, it must have been a real I'm place. Sure yeah, which time they then put CGI flame over or something. <laughs> Green flame. And then, I guess, eventually we're on a boat. 
Jean-Claude Van Damme's going around killing people on a boat. Is he? Frictionless boat. A frictionless boat? Yeah, I remember when he was sliding around on on the ground, and he would just jump onto the ground and slide like all the way across the boat and shoot somebody and then slide in the other direction. Oh, until he yeah! Something. <laughs> I just assumed that was all the fish oil. You cannot go wrong with the Godfather farm. Oh, we also missed the part where the guy, he had a safe, and it was his safe, but it was booby-trapped. Somebody had gotten into his safe, booby-trapped it, and when he opened up the safe, he was shot with a rocket. A rocket underneath the safe. The rocket was underneath the safe? That's what it looked like from the camera shot, was there was just a giant rocket, like missile rocket, just like attached underneath the safe that he somehow didn't see. But anyway, the rocket shoots him in the stomach, and rather than going through and exploding right then, it propels him backwards through the window. Awesomely. Awesomely. I think this was my favorite part of the movie, actually. Through the window, and then he gets pro- propelled into the next building, at which point it explodes. And he explodes. That was a regular old red explosion, though. Yes, but it was a, it was a gigantic explosion. That's true. And it was unexpected. Like, when he was opening up the safe, I mean, I expected something to happen, but not that. That was a ginormous explosion. You might... It was an instant classic. If you're an idiot, you might say that, yes. So then, okay, later... Instant classic! I think a bunch of stuff... Obviously, a bunch of stuff happens. Um, Rob Schneider gets handcuffed in a hilarious scene. They can't see you when you're putting scare quotes around hilarious. (laughs) I think it's implied when I... When I say Rob Snyder and hilarious in the same sentence, it must be sarcastic. Oh. How do you go legitimate? After making counterfeit jeans, how do you become legitimate? You work for a legitimate company. So you just quit what you're doing and then go to get a job somewhere? And look, what kind of experience do you, you tell them that you have? Well, I've been making your jeans for a while, just yeah. not as good. Right. <laughs> if you gave me access to your, your equipment and your supplies, I could... Yeah, if I use the stronger thread. I mean, there was that great... Did we talk about the directorial choices in this movie yet? No, I don't think so. Like, someone's pointing a gun with a scope at someone, and the camera zooms all the way down the scope to the guy's eye. Oh, yeah, there was some great, like, um... One of them was, like, an electron's electron's eye view of, of a circuit. Like, when somebody pushed a button, you'd get to go inside the circuit and go through all the wires and see where where the electricity was going. It was... It, it wasn't very demonstrative of anything. I don't know why they did it. Like, I understand that you might push a button and that somehow might affect electronics somewhere else. I don't necessarily need to see it. Also, once when somebody called someone else on a cell phone, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched the, the signal zoom got through to see Hong the signal, Kong. Yes. And it didn't go in a straight line either. I think it was, like, zoomed around people. <laughs> Isn't that what cell phone signals do? Oh, yeah. I assume they're intelligent. They, yeah. When, when somebody gets in the way, they're like... Let's <laughs> go around. Yeah, or they're like Van Damme's running in counterfeit shoes, and you there's shots of like the insides of the shoes disintegrating. Oh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was what foiled him, I think, in the in the rickshaw race. Or did they win? We or, have no I idea think, because that I think it got because that one van stole his brother, who wasn't actually his brother, and then they got in a shootout with Van Damme and the hot police chick. And all right, so we don't know who won the the rickshaw race. I don't think we're supposed to care. Okay. Anyway, you get to the end of the movie. Lots of explosions, as you'd expect. Oh, yeah. Everyone so, gets off the, the thing, boat. No, the thing about Paul Sorvino 
is that he's in the Buddha when it explodes. Is he? With the green flames. Yes. I forgot that. Oh, but yeah, he's yeah. somehow alive to turn out to be the mole. Yes. And he's then on the boat, which then explodes in green flames. <laughs> and then in the end of the movie, he's just somehow, for whatever reason, he's just sitting in a room. Unarmed. Unarmed. Putting, like, these bombs in, like, dragons. Somehow Van Damme's, like, gotten the detonator. Because Rob Snyder found it in the water, floating in the water. He's like, oh, maybe I'll take this for, just for a keepsake. Yeah. He's fiddling with the controls, and it explodes Paul Sorvino again. <laughs> we know he's dead in the last one, though. Because the other ones, like, he was kind of like, you looked at his face, and he was like, you didn't really know the explosion was going to happen. But the last one was the sort of, like, oh, shit look on his face, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm going to get it this time. I don't think we'll see a sequel. Knock off two. Or re-knocked off. Or... <laughs> no, there is a sequel. What? Knocked up. Knocked up. <laughs> the sequel to Knock Off. <laughs> I liked Rob Schneider a lot more in that one. Oh, no, it's not, that's because it's not Rob Schneider. It's Seth Rogen. He, oh, he, they couldn't they, get Rob Schneider? They, they recast. Okay. Well, they couldn't get the original cast to do it. but Right. I think they did a pretty good job, even so. They did. <laughs> I wonder what the whale thinks of all of this. He loves bologna and he gets his sandwich so fast that he freaks. And that wraps it up for this edition of whatever the hell we're calling this math cast. It's a podcast. No, we already, I don't know how many times we have to discuss this. I think podcast is an entrenched term now that if we call, start calling it something else, then people aren't going to understand. It's that's podcast is what it's called. Well, I guess then don't we have to depend how indie we want to be? I mean, if we want to be indie, then we can't use podcast because that's not very indie. To go oh, that's mainstream. true. So we want to cap out the number of people who listen to this to like. Hundred. I think if we got any more than a hundred, then it wouldn't be indie anymore. Then so it'd be popular. we're looking for ninety-four more people to listen to this. Yes, which I think it's important to think about in the future how to alienate just the right amount of people. Just be yourself. I think we're yeah. <laughs> All right, sign it up. Later. Music for this edition of the Go Basky Wallace Report podcast was provided by Flippity Flop Doo Doo Man. Check them out at www.myspace.com slash ffddn. Editing was done by me using the freeware program Audacity. Any questions, suggestions, or praise in general can be sent to us at charlierwallace at gmail.com. <laughs>